going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else uh, because it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so. Got a meditation, eternal energy. Go get you some. Also, send me a review once you're done as well. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now, moving up from there, if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life, whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships, in which there are three different tiers, silver, gold, and diamond, which offer different levels of benefits that once-offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> and, you know, those are big words, but that is the nature of the ego, to serve the self first. She never really had a chance. I know. You're 18 years old. You might not understand any of what I just said. You might have to come back in three years, live life for three years, come back to this, and then it makes sense. I hope not. I hope some of this is getting through for you. But what I'm essentially trying to boil it down to for you here is that Human beings, by their very default, if you give them an inch, they'll take it for a mile. If you give them something to manipulate, they will take it. Not because they necessarily are bad people and evil people at the core, and they just want to spread all of this toxic, this toxic sludge around the world. Not necessarily because of that. There are people like that, of course, but that's not everyone. For some people, it's just that when they sense an opportunity to take advantage of something, it's a hardwired default thing. Ego wants to serve itself, serve itself first, so that's what it'll do. And you never even gave her a chance. It goes both ways. Anyways, I just want to park that there because T can move a nice macro stem. Well done. AD then comes in saying, yeah, he's doubling down on his idea earlier that he needs to stay ahead of the competition. And inexperienced 18-year-old thinks that he means he's got to keep her within sight always. Yeah. Jay New comes in saying his fear and insecurity shows easily through the, through the rules he put down. Exactly. Well said, Jay. Well said. If he wasn't so insecure, he would not have the need to erect such rules. You can bank that. You can bank that. You can write that shit out and you can bank that. Because X, what the other guys in this chat are pointing towards and the lighthouse that I'm trying to get these boats in the harbor to, to all congregate around so that you can see the point of truth is that in your attempt to restrict her, you only push her away more. In your attempt to restrict her, 
you only create more rebellion within her. Not because she hates you, not because she's just such a hoe that just wants to get paid for being a hoe. While she may have ideas of that, I'm not going to deny that. That's not why she wants to rebel against you. It's that that flame has only been stoked because of your fans of restriction. That you're not allowing her to breathe and you just keep blowing smoke into her airspace. And so she wants to get the fuck away. What's the way to get away? You know, you see this so common with girls. Prostitutes, strippers, escorts. Only fans girls that are, that's their only value. That's their only worth that they put out to the world. That's all they do. When it comes from a pain point, what was the pain point from a lot of these women? You speak to them, they got abused. They had an ex-boyfriend that was ridiculously controlling, that set up rules just like this guy is currently doing with this girl. They had fathers that treated them like shit or that were absent. The list goes on. But a lot of these girls that enter these sex working lines often come from pain. Not all of them. Some of them work through it. I know a lot of those girls that do work through it, have worked with a lot of those girls that work through it. However, some of them, it's just the entry point was pain. X, you're currently giving your girlfriend a pain point to enter her, in your words, whole life, her way of life of being a hoe because you're being so restrictive. Nice. Nicely said. You guys came in there, a D, T, and J, N, U, York. None of you hit 100,000 any answer, but all three of you came together to put something nice together. So, yokurekimashita. Well done. Okay. D Manoa is also up in here saying, greetings, good sirs. Good to have you, D. You're very late. You're not going to, probably none of this is going to make sense to you, but that's all right. And by the way, if you're just like D and you're just joining this live chat of a royal edition, dealing with a young royal boy of royal descent, dealing with a girl who's abusing him, uh, manipulating and abusing him. But also, he's kind of abusing her in a certain degree as well, isn't he? We're getting there. We're getting there. Drop a thumbs up down below if you're enjoying this. Okay. Let's move on to stage. Are we in stage three yet? Was that the end of stage two? Because, you know, stage three is when she really starts to rebel hard. And this is when we start to bring in the other guys. Yeah, I think we're here now. I think we're here now. Listen, none of you, oh, no, you guys did macro touch his point about when he said that there's no boundaries for him because she knows he won't cheat. I think Jay knew actually tapped that in part three. Yeah, he did. No, that's fine. That's fine. We got that already. Okay, let's move on to the next stage. So, this is where we start to see the manifestation of her rebellion based on his tight restrictions. She starts publicly now posting on her Instagram questionnaires. Now, I asked you guys, I asked him for him to send me screenshots, for him to give me examples of what were the questions being asked. What were the nature of the images? He said nothing. So I can't tell you because the reason why I asked for that is because I want to know, is he over-exaggerating? Is it not as bad as it actually seems? Is he just a very, you know, a bit of a, a sensitive Sam? If he's a sensitive Sam, then, you know, it would kind of, I would have to give her a little bit more benefit of the doubt. However, he sent me nothing. But just the fact that, just the fact that he said she was posting images covering her parts, but you could see everything else. So nips and genitals, I think that gives me an idea that he's not 
He might have some sensitive Sam in him, but she's definitely doing some sexually provocative stuff as well, which I have no issue with, by the way. And neither should he, which is what we're going to break down in a second. In fact, the reason why he has an issue with that is why she is rebelling. So he's post- she's posting these questionnaires on Instagram. So I think what he means by that is, you know, where you can say, ask me a question and you'll post a sexy photo behind it, something like that. And then he goes on to now describe how she's posting stuff that you would only post on OnlyFans, but she's posting it here on Instagram. He says, bro, it's embarrassing. She's probably using for my money. So he brings up the money again. She's probably using me for my money. But I don't know because I don't always spend crazy on her, but I, but I guess she knows I will. And that's a key point. So he goes on to say how, how many guys are messaging her. So many guys messaged. She replies to them, justifying saying that it's just her brother's friends. She blatantly broke the only rule. She'll justify it again by me sending her proof of some famous TikTok girl snapping me and she flames him on that. He says that what she's doing is wrong and that he just wants to ignore her. He says it's unfortunate, but I have to do this compared to how she treats me. She said, he says we're in a relationship and she's replying to these other guys like she's single. She replied to one guy and she said that she has a man, but she still replies to these guys. Okay. I don't think there's any more I need to read from that. Let's recap it. So here we now we can break down her behavior. This is really one of the first the first times in this podcast that we're now going to switch the light from him to her. Like we need to still need to consider him, but the next class question for you guys is not going to be focused on him. It's going to be focused on her. So if you're following on this podcast, this should be quite an organic next step. <clears throat> Why would a young seventeen year old girl? in this situation, now be executing behavior like this, demonstrating behavior like this. She feels restricted. She feels like her current boyfriend doesn't allow her to go see anyone without her saying so. She's not allowed to go out partying, clubbing, without fears of absolute admonishment for doing so from him, just getting whiplash because of it. She can't even talk to other guys. That's the boundaries of the relationship. That's what she's operating and living in with this guy. Now, all of a sudden, she's, she's gone 100. She's gone from previously, based on what we know, zero to 100 almost, at least based on what we know about their relationship together, that she's now posting very sexually provocative images, actually requesting the input of other males. So now it's not just like, it's, it would be, please add both of those together. That's a plus situation. That's not, that those are not to be taken individual. Those are things that you need to put together when you start to think about this question. It's not just that she's posting sexy images of herself on Instagram and really sexually provocative that you think you would only find on OnlyFans, but it's to the point where she's actually requiring, requesting the input from other males. It'd be one thing if she was just posting the images and the photos and that's yeah, the images and the videos and that's the thing. And but she doesn't really care about what anyone else says. She's not replying to any of the DMs. That's a different thing. That's not the case. What the case is, she's not only requesting that guys DM her, but she's also requesting that uh, she's also playing along with it. She's even though she's playing coy, saying, you know, I do have a man, I am in a relationship, 
but she's still replying. She's still replying. So next class question here is that why is she doing this? Not only is why is she doing this, why would a 17-year-old girl be doing this? You can, you can, there are levels to this question. The low-hanging fruit would be why is she doing this? The slightly mid-branch answer to this question or question would be why would a 17-year-old girl be doing this? And if there's a slightly deeper one, What, is this, what does this mean for their relationship then? That would be the highest branch fruit. There are three levels to this, to this question. Low-hanging fruit, why is she doing it? Level two, mid-branch, why is a 17-year-old girl doing this? High-branch, top-level, most advanced question, what does this mean for their relationship? Based on your level of development, choose either, choose either question and give me the answer. And I'm realizing now because because you know in these seasons, you got regulars that come back, you got regulars that come in, and these easy these easy level questions. They're like, but how can I get a hundred thousand zenny if the answers or the questions are so easy? And I give you the right answer, Adam, but you're still not going to give me a hundred zenny answer because you know that it's too easy of a question. So I'm having to give you now different levels of difficulty in the questions, so that those of you who are new, you can take the low hanging fruit, which is probably difficult for you but not difficult for an advanced student. So three levels of questions there. And I always read it based on who's actually talking in the chat. Okay, let's go. So basically, the phase we're in right now is that we're breaking down her behavior, which we want to understand why she's doing what she's doing, and there's just different levels to it. Jay New comes in saying, oh, hang on, someone before that. Poor boy comes in saying, dim, dim, I remember bowl, Jesus being years. Thanks for being here, poor boy. Hopefully you get rich. Uh, Jay New then comes in to say, she's playing the game. Her pain point focuses her into a decision of interpreting his actions internally or externally since being seen as a hoe is quite the blow. She's looking for other guys to reassure her that she does not need to negatively self-interpret. Yeah, well done. Well done, yes. 100,000 Zeddy, yes, sir. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> oh, man, j comes in with some fire. Okay, he actually went on to say more, but I almost don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it in case he messes up. <laughs> it's just that that one right there. We'll leave it right there. That's a 100,000 Zeddy answer. That's the second one of the session, one to a D, one to j and it's different levels of his game. I mean, a D is not... Uh, D's not on the same development as Janu. Janu's here every single week. Uh, so they've got 100,000 any answers for different levels of questions, but it's only based on where they're at. So it doesn't matter if you get 100,000 any for low-hanging, mid-hang, or high-hang fruit. But what Janu just gave, I guess based on your journey is what I'm saying, but Janu just gave an answer that gets 100,000 any for a high branch. That's a high branch answer right there. So let's get it back. Janu says, she's playing the game, her pain point forces her into a decision of interpreting his actions internally or externally since being seen as a hoe is quite the blow. She is looking for other guys to reassure her that she does not need to negatively self-interpret. That's such a good answer, Jay. You really did well with that. The reason why that's the high branch answer is because what was the high branch question? The high branch question and the fruit on top of the tree was, what does this do to the relationship? 
What does this mean between the two? So what Jay New has illuminated there is that now the relationship between her and Royal X is no longer primary. It's that this has now become a subsidiary. Previously, throughout the story, for better or... Oh, not even better or worse, take that away. For better, actually. For better, she still saw him as number one. She was still dependent upon him for financial investment and emotional to some degree, but definitely way more financial. But he was still primary. Now they've entered a stage in the relationship in which that with her putting out sexually provocative images, requesting the attention of other males on those images, sliding DMs with different guys, portraying herself as an OnlyFans type girl and getting that clout type thing. She's changing the relationship that he, royal, our royal ex here, is no longer primary in her eyes. He is disposable now. What Jay New says when he says that she's looking for other guys to reassure that she does not need to negatively self-interpret. That goes quite deep, yet so high at the same time. Deep in the roots, high on the fruit. Because when X, Royal X, hit her with the hammer of that, you're not allowed to go out and see other guys. You're not allowed to go out and see anyone about telling me, but you're sure as hell not allowed to hang out with other guys. right? That's just chains, locking down chains. And so she can only interpret that in one of two ways. Either that, oh, I'm such a bad person. I've really been fucking up and I'm just a piece of shit. I'm an absolute piece of shit and I should never have been acting this way or doing these things and this guy's so right and I've been so wrong. That's a negative self-interpretation and would require an egoic self-destruction in order to rebuild. However, there is an external way of alleviating that illumination and to redirecting that truth, which is, Janu said, externally. Externally, if she can externally reinterpret the feedback and allow it a directed path to be manifest in some other way, through a pain point, no doubt, later on in the future, but right now, it probably is perceived as pleasure, in which that, well, if I get other guys to validate me in complete defiance of what my partner was saying I was allowed to do, If I go in the absolute opposite direction of what my man wants me to do and I actually request the attention of other males, I start doing things that I know will incite fire within him, I can now place and redirect that energy, that truth of that, hey, maybe I was manipulating, maybe I was uh, abusing the power and the balance of the relationship, hey, maybe... uh, I wasn't focused on the right things in this relationship and maybe that I was being a bit of a hoe partner around and kissing other guys and pulling other guys, et cetera, et cetera. But instead of me having to internalize that, self-internalize that, self-destruct and then rebuild, that's a very arduous process. That's very difficult. Instead of doing that, I'll externally manifest, redirect, go in the complete opposite direction. Do something that is guaranteed to incite a fire because the fire then gets redirected. The fire is no longer within me. The fire is now outside of me. Still because of me, but it's not happening within me. And that's why someone would choose to negatively self-interpret and then redirect outwards, which Janu, not that you said that, but the fact that you brought in the negative self-interpretation, yosha, that's what I'm talking about. I get get hyped on high branch answers. Like 100,000 Zenny answer is always 100,000 Zenny answer, but if it's of a high branch nature, it's even better. It's even better. <laughs> like, it's just better for him. Better for him. 
Because Jay New has given 100,000 Zenny answers to low branch questions, but it's not 100,000 Zenny for him because he's here every week. So, hey, I'm, I am just. I am fair. I am justice in these sessions. I don't give out those rewards too easy. I've been denying him all day, except for this just now. Oh, shit. Okay, let's move on to the next. Let's see what you guys, the rest of you are saying. Let's get off the JNU hype train for a second. That was good, though. Exil then comes in to say, low-level fruit answer. She wants the male attention. It's in her nature. She doesn't care who it's from. Well said. Well said. Well said, Exil. She wants the male attention. It's in her nature. Agree with that. That's in the nature of all feminine beings. Now, Exil, I don't think you were saying that because that's your perception. Just your perception. I don't think you're thinking on such a deep metaphysical level of that. Well, the very nature of being a feminine being means that she must engage with the masculine. I would like that. That's cool if you were thinking that and you just didn't express it. But hopefully you can see that. When you then go on to say she doesn't care who it's from. Yes, but no. Yes, but no. A large yes, a small no. A large yes in that, yes, she just needs male attention. Right, and that especially if she's got a lusting firebird nature, which she kind of does a little bit. But on a small no, the small nose is that it's not just from anyone. Uh, she's not trying to request the the sexual validation of her girlfriends, for example. You know, some girls, some girls, they just like to you know put up sexy photos of themselves, and when they get comments, they only respond to their girlfriends, or they they only they only say things that their girlfriends will get. And they own most of the comments. If you go through the comment section, it's mainly just girls. They don't have the big followership of guys because they probably just block them. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's that's them doing for a different reason. In this situation, she does care who it's from because she's trying to create a fire because of Royal X. She wants male attention from a very specific type of guy, from a guy that's happy on her. She wants male attention from a guy that's happy on her because the happier the guy is on her, the more it'll make X angry the more it'll make him want to get lit up and try and restrict her even more, which just feel more fuel to the fire for her. It's like, oh, he's going to burn down. He's going to self-destruct in his own way. Yeah. So you're there. You're there, but we flesh it out. It's a good answer, though. Good answer. Jay New then goes on to say, reflecting an inability to resolve this pain point internally of a growth mindset for her. Very true. Hang on to that, though. We're not at the remedy yet. Slow down, boy. AD then comes in saying, two. Wait, what do you mean two? Where was there a one? Okay, D, unless something you said was omitted from the chat, I didn't see, I didn't see point one, but he comes in saying point two, just a feeling, but maybe she wants the sweet affection, which I'm guessing X isn't quite providing. It's a nice point you brought in there, D, and I feel like you're very much on the same lines of Takumi-kun, who hasn't piped up in a while. But Takumi often hits the over- he almost goes too hard in the sweet signs a little bit too much. Like he uh, gives too much of the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And I feel like that's what you're doing here. You're saying maybe she wants the sweet affection and that's why she's requesting the direct attention of other males, which X isn't providing. If this was a Disney fairy tale, I would definitely agree with you. If we were riding a Pixar, we're riding a Disney if you and I were sitting down together and just rubbing down some coconut oil, I would probably say yes. 
However, that is not the situation. We're not in the coconut oil. This is not a Pixar and this is not a Disney. This is real life. This is reality in which that she's trying to create a fire. It's not because uh, she just wants someone to give her love. You know what, Adi? I'll take you one step further. How would I would how I would actually agree with you is if she wasn't just only fanning and giving the ideas of only fanning and hoeing around on Instagram, et cetera. If she wasn't just doing that, but she actually selected one of them. If she actually went through with it with one of these guys who was happy on her and say when she got into the DMs with him that she actually began the emotional affair, that she wasn't just like teasing them like she has been. Like she's just been saying to these guys, oh, I actually have a man. Oh, thanks so much. You know, that's what kind of she's been doing. But if she actually started to create an emotional relationship with one of these guys that was getting happy on her, then I might agree with you. Because if she was willing to actually go and create a real emotional connection, not not a sexually provoked one, but a real genuine uh, emotional connection of which that she feels like she's not getting love on a more spiritual level, I would agree with you. But that's not what's happening right here. So I can't. I like that you brought it up though. Brandon, Brandon comes in saying, it would be interesting to hear what her home life is like. Maybe there's some daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually why this guy uh, first reached out to me. It sounds like she isn't feeling loved and is using her body to acquire validation from the masculine. That could be a part of it. You're kind of on the same line as a D, yet I don't agree with that for the reasons I just gave to a D. Uh, Jay New then comes in saying, like we would need more evidence is what I'm saying, of deep emotional longing. Jay New then comes in saying, this relationship is done for since X is unable to guide him through her current pain point. I think Jay means this relationship is done for X since he is unable to guide her through the current pain point. He's unable to guide her through her current pain point. I think that's what it means. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. When we get to the remedy as to the final summary, when I give final instruction on what the recommended move is from here, uh, that's not far away. We'll be getting there. We're almost done with the story and we'll get to open Q&A after that. Uh, but Jay News uh, offered some foreshadowing of his own thoughts. Okay, W. W comes in next saying, validation or she thinks this will be the best way to gain guys' attention seen from social media or that she thinks this has become the normal. Now nah, you're really far off, W. <laughs> you're really far off. Well, you're really far off in the sense of that you're just describing the outward face of what's happening. You're not describing why it's happening. It's not, I mean, you, you, you use the word validation, but you got the wrong validation. Uh, she's not just a seeking, just attention seeking validation just for the sake of attention seeking validation. That's actually one of the biggest misnomers in psychology altogether is that when you see someone who's trying really hard to get validated externally, it's never just because they're trying to do that because they like validation externally. There has to be a reason for why they would want that. Is it because their family disapproves of them and they're fighting against that? Is it because their intimate romantic partner disapproves them and they're fighting to get that or fighting to destroy that, etc.? There's always a why. So not quite, but I like that you're thinking. So let's move on. Jay New with 100,000 is any answer to that question. Well done. That's two of you now. That's Adi and Jay New. And Adi is, uh, is newer to these sessions as well. Well, he hasn't been here in a long time, at least. So, 
stay the final stage really here. If that's not the end of it, that might actually be the end of it. No, there's one more time. There's one more. There's one more thing to go through. Okay, so I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna read all of this. I'm just gonna get through the rest. This is where now after it, he gave me all the details. So. After he saw all this sexually provocative stuff going on on Instagram, the OnlyFans type stuff and, you know, that type of thing, he must have gone directly to her. He didn't explicitly state that in his message to me, but there's no other way this could have happened because she then gave him her Instagram so that he could go through her DMs. So the only fathomable situation I could see that playing out is that he confronts her about his feelings about how he doesn't he doesn't like what's going on and he has actually said that explicitly that he's told her he doesn't like what's going on with her behavior and that he must be giving her ideas of that you must be cheating on me you must be being disloyal he has also stated that as well however it must have got to such a point in the conversation in which that she says do you guys hear that that's some jdm shit that's some jelly donut shit Jelly donut and shit. Uh, you guys probably couldn't hear. Or maybe you could. That was pretty loud. That was a loud car. Anyways, it must have got to a point in the relationship, in the conversation in which that she says, what, what do I have to do to prove to you that I'm not cheating on you? You want to see my DMs? You want to see my DMs with these happy guys? Well, then here you go. So she gives her phone to him. He looks through the DMs. He gets heartbroken. He didn't realize how many guys were messaging her. Uh, in his words, he says there's four or five of them just in the last day or whatever. And that they're all like saying, oh, I didn't know you had a man. And they're all playing indirective intent to observe. They're all playing coy, playing shy. They know what the fuck's going on, but they're not willing to say so. And she's entertaining it. She's liking messages. She's not completely shutting them down immediately, which he, of course, does not like. Okay. He brings in the fact that he comes from a royal family. Has its perks until it doesn't. He's heir to the family business, name, etc. With her behavior and reputation, she's ruining it. She's mucking up the family name. It's bad. People complain, but she says, if you don't like it, just leave me. She doesn't mean it in a serious way, though. She just says it as kind of like a response, like a reaction more, more so. This is where we get to the final part here, my friends. I'm glad we didn't skip this bit because now we start to get a little bit physical about things. She, in his words... She literally makes me beg for physical attention and gives little back and then complains that I'm pushy, but I mean a woman's job is to satisfy her man, question mark. She literally complains about that and frequently mentions how she hates physical attention and has no sex drive. He goes on to say, which is lies. She's honestly a very manipulative person. She uses her past and what happened to her advantage. So my friends, it's a great, this is a great final kind of final sum up before we get to the remedy. So there's a lot to unpack in that. There's a lot to go into that. But now we're starting to talk about the breaking down of physical connection between the two, about how actual physical sexual stimulation, not only on the physical, but also emotional as well, is not being communicated anymore. These two are they're 18 and 17, and they've only been together for like a, two months. <laughs> okay, so putting that to the side, let's just go back up here. Apart from the fact that he hates that she's ruining the royal name, the royal family name, 
put that to the side for just for a second. It's not necessarily the highlight of what I want to ask you guys here. But it's more to the point where she says she makes him beg for physical attention, but she gives little back, complains that she doesn't really like physical attention and has no sex drive. Let's just isolate that, my friends. What is the red flag issue in that? Is it true? Is it true? Do you guys believe it is true? And if not, why not? If so, why so? That she has little desire for physical attention, doesn't want to give it to him, doesn't want to get it herself, and that she has little sex drive. Is it true? If so, why so? If not, why not? Let's target that as the first question there. Based on what you know about this girl, that her friends all call her a party hoe, that she's been known to go out at clubs and parties and just pull other guys in, start making out of them, and she's posting all these sexually provocative images on Instagram, and she's only fanning about and or wants to do that. So please break down what's going on here, the truth of what she's saying when she says, when she makes him beg for phys- for the physical attention, she doesn't really want to give it, nor does she really want to receive it because apparently she has low sex drive. She's 17 years old. He's 18. She's white. He's of royal descent from an unknown Asian background. You know what's interesting? While you guys are answering this question, I've known several people from royal... Asian background. And when you think Asian, don't just think Chinese. When I'm saying Asian, that can span across the entire world. Uh, because this guy is definitely not, he's not, he, he's definitely not Chinese. I can tell you that. But I know people that have very high, high social status from several different Asian backgrounds. And this is a common thing. This is a common thing in their interpersonal relationships, the way things play out. Because their fathers and uncles didn't teach them right. They, they taught them that financial, their financial commodity was their only worth. <coughs> okay, my friends, let's get to the answer on this question. I want to know about the truth. Does she have low sex drive? Does she not want physical attention? Why does she make him beg for it? It's a lot of questions here you guys need to answer. They're all on the same level. None of these are... None of, oh, there's only one low hanging fruit here. Hang on a second, guys. It's the wind. Hang on. Sorry, the wind was just blowing the door open. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like an anime. Uh, <laughs> okay. Brandon comes in saying, unfortunately, I have to run, but this was really cool. I'll definitely be checking out the podcast. Oh, Brandon, you're about to miss the best beer, the remedy. That's okay. Thank you for being so engaged in this session, Brandon. Uh, very valuable to the session. Thank you very much. I hope to see you next week. And if you want to catch, don't worry, the replays will be up before the end of the day as well, either on Spotify, Apple, or on YouTube. Okay, we get our first answer here on the truth of this woman's, girl's, I should say, behavior. T comes in saying, T comes in saying, I don't think that's true because she seems quite sexual with her Insta posts and messages and reputation. Maybe she just isn't comfortable being sexual with him because of his judgments. Yes, sir. Yes, that's 100,000 daddy, son. Yes. Oh, I love it when we get a trifecta. I love it when we get three people in a session who hit 
high branch, 100,000 Zeni answers, or at least just 100,000 Zeni answers. That's, that's bang on the money, T. It, it was all good. It was all nice. It was all well-written until the very final bit, which is where he really took it to the next level. When T says, I don't think it's true that, I don't think it's true at all because she seems quite sexual with her Instagram post messages, and T comes in really nicely to say, and reputation. And reputation. The Jelly Donut Man right here, uh, who's got two brothers, Edo Skimoto and Distrakon, who are also Jelly Donut Men, JDM Men. He comes in and says something really good reputation. If Tia just said, I don't think it's true because she seems quite sexual for Instagram posts and messages, that's a good case, but it's not the best case. It's also the reputation. What has her friend said about her? What's her past been? How is her, what was her like being like before being with him? So that's real. That's that already elevated your answer to the next level, but then you took it to the, you took it to the moon here when you say, maybe she just isn't comfortable being sexual with him in capitals with him, because of his judgments. When you look at sugar daddy relationships and you look at the sugar baby in that relationship, I've got a lot, several girlfriends who currently are on the payroll who that's their life. They are sugar babies. They, they fuck older men in trade of financial stability. That is what it is. They, they get to live, they get to eat, they get to shop, they get to do whatever they want, they get to travel, barring COVID, they get to go on trips, they get to do whatever the hell they want, drive any car they want, as long as they have sex with this older dude. When I ask these girls about their actual relationship with him, I say, but do you actually like him? Like, I, you might not. I mean, do you love him? They'll say, no, no, I don't love him. But like, do you like him though? And she goes, well, you know, he's, 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 he's nice, I guess. Like, he's, he's okay. But it's like, listen, Adam, if I have to fuck him, if I have to fuck him and I have to suck his dick so that I get monthly allowance, get to shop, eat, do whatever I want, I don't have to worry about anything else, then I'll fuck him. Then I'll fuck him. Right? That's some of the conversations I have with these girls are so brutal. And I'm just sitting there, just like <laughs> just like my head does that. You know when dogs are slightly confused and they just slightly turn their heads at like one centimeter per second? Just just like rotating. That's like in my eyes and pupils are just dilating. I'm just like, how can you live like this? I don't know. I'm not judging it because like you got to do what you got to do. I don't care. You live your life how you want to live. Just don't hurt other people. But the way that some girls are so brutal about it, just like Adam, if I have to fuck him, I'll fuck him. All right. And I'm like, I'm not judging you. Why do you have to say so aggressive to me? <laughs> it's like I wasn't the one. Like I'm asking the question, but don't shoot the question. All right. Like I'm not. I'm not infusing there's any bad blood. If you have to fuck him, you fuck him. That's fine. I don't care. But why are you treating me like I'm the bad guy here? She's like, yeah. <laughs> it always ends with laughter though, because I say it just like that. I'm like, why are you saying this to me like this girl? But so, yes, I have this conversation with these girls, and that's why I love what T said. The reason why I brought this up is because when T says maybe she just isn't comfortable being sexual with him in capitals because of his judgments, girls that enter a sugar daddy relationship, which this isn't, by the way. This, they're, too, they're way too young for that. While there's the seeds of it, it's not so calculated. It, he genuinely thought there was going to be love in this. She's definitely disillusioned of that. But 
But there is an element of what sugar babies have, we can sense in her mentality, that is no longer present. Because she doesn't have what I mentioned before. Uh, hang on, I'm getting, I, I should have said before, she's missing she is missing, that's what I should have said before, she is missing one of those elements, which is why I brought up how girls describe why they still enter this sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship. And it's kind of like, it's not that they really enjoy the sex, it's not really that they enjoy the physical attention that they have to give him or that he gives her, but if it means that she gets a monthly allowance, she'll fucking do it. That's not present in this relationship. That's not present with what's going on here. She's entered a stage in which that, as T has said, because of his judgments, she's no longer want, wishing to be sexual with him. And that's just where T's answer went to the very next level. And I had to give 100,000 Zenny for, and T comes in with a capital saying, Zen Zen. <laughs> you got the Zen Zen. Yes, sir. W also uh, posts a clapping hand emoji congratulating T. Yeah, let's all get around T here for 100,000 Zenny answers. That's three people. A D, J, Nu, and T for 100,000 Zenny answers. Oh. Because if he wasn't making such judgments on her and restricting her personal freedoms, she might still be willing to have physical intimacy with him, whether she likes it or not. Sometimes for a lot of sugar babies, not that they're in that relationship yet, but that's where it would go if this kept going. Uh, some of them report, a lot of them report actually saying that, you know, it's, it's okay, but I don't love it. It's just that I have to, I have to do it because I have to do it. Right? And so she might be willing to satisfy for that. But the thing is, my friends, in a sugar daddy and sugar baby relationship, the sugar daddy doesn't restrict the sugar baby from her personal freedoms. And this is something I've seen firsthand. I've seen this firsthand where I've been making out with a girl in a club and then her sugar daddy just comes and picks her up and they leave. He doesn't care. He doesn't care that she was making out of me, sitting me on the rug, uh, sitting me on the couch and making out of me. She doesn't, he doesn't care. I, of my other girlfriends, the, the, I say, does the sugar daddy like watch your behavior or make sure you don't touch or do anyone else? She's like, sometimes, but that's only when we're talking like a marriage kind of sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. But for my other friends who are in these relationships, it's that are casual. Like it's not like a marriage. We don't have kids together. He doesn't care what I do. I can go sleep with whoever I want. He doesn't care as long as that I sleep with him at some point. He still pay me. Right, that's So we're getting into a lot of intricacies here. We're getting all over the shop, but it's a good shop to get into. We're doing some good shop here. Jay New comes in saying, but yeah, well done, T. Jay New comes in saying, she has doubts in his true interest in her. She has doubts in his true interest in her as a feminine being, which is a huge turnoff, and I can understand. She is expecting more out of him in order to hold on to sexual power in the relationship. That's a bit of a confusing answer. Let me read that again. She has doubts in his true interest in her as a feminine being, which is a huge turnoff, and I can understand. Okay, yeah, I'm with you there. And I'm with you there, Andre. Because of him restricting personal freedoms, he's placing such tight chains that would cause doubt in her. Is that like, why does he even interest in me at all? Then am I just an object? Am I just a status symbol for him? Okay. Is it just to say, to be able to say to his other royal family members that I am with someone and it's just for social clout? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I start to play. I start to maybe not so much because she actually doesn't have a very good reputation. So she doesn't really offer anything in terms of social clout towards validation towards his family. So maybe it's not that. But I definitely agree with you to a certain 
some degree that she can sense that he doesn't see her as a feminine being. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. But then when you go on and say she's expecting more out of him in order to hold on to sexual power in the relationship. But Janu, Janu, what is she expecting? Because you say she's expecting more out of him in order to hold on to sexual power in the relationship. My question to you, Jay, and it was actually it's probably gonna be an organic lead into the remedy of this podcast, is what would be more? What would be more? If you can give me a segue out of that, even if you don't have that right now, that's okay. Because that's probably going to segue us into the remedy and my final instruction at the end here. W going comes in to say, wait, you sleep with him and her threesome? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, W? Get your get your hands on the table. What are you talking? Pull that fly up, mate. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. So I think he was talking about the sugar daddy. Listen, you can have a threesome if you want. I'm not stopping you from having a threesome. In fact, I recommend it. I recommend it. You have a surfboard moment. Tell me about it. Once you have your next threesome and you have a surfboard moment, hit me up on Instagram at Uitang1. We might do a social Q&A on it, okay? Remember that I have a series called Crazy Sex Stories and that might be a good one. Might be a good one. Okay, okay. So, so I think, did I pause? I think I did pause part of that. We broke it down into part of the sex drive and the truth. So let me just recap it there. I think because T did such a good job, I didn't actually recap it, but let me do it just in case. It's it's 100%, 100% false that she doesn't have sex drive. She's a 17-year-old girl who is flaunting her sexual endowment on the interwebs that is known as a party hoe, that is hoeing around, has no sex drive. She has all of the sex drive. She has yours, mine, and Jerry's next doors. She wants it and wants it hard and good. Yet, not just with anyone, particularly not with X, who's restricting her freedoms, as Tia said so well. Why she's doing that? Jay New came with a nice little uh, potential piece, a little piece of that, by saying that, well, she doubts that he actually sees her as an actual feminine being, sees her as an object of some degree. For what reason? We're not quite there with that yet, and only really he would know that, or she would be able to tell us that. We can conjecture at best, but there's definitely something playing on there. So that's why when she says she has no sex drive, she she makes him beg for physical attention, she doesn't want really to like giving it. No, 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 no. It's because X, she despises you. And I know that hurts. I know that hurts because... You think, but I think I've just been trying to do the best. I've just been trying to keep us, us as us. I've just been trying to keep the connection between her and I, just us. You know, I, don't, I didn't. It's not I didn't want her to see other guys because I don't want her to explore and learn in connection with other human beings. It's because I just didn't want her to be in a position of wanting to cheat or wanting to make mistakes. You know, I was trying to protect her, Adam. I'm sure that's what you're trying to say. But X, the reason, your very reason for doing that is what pushes her in that direction. Because when you attempt to cage a bird, you only want it to make it fly out more. You only need to create that longing and that desire for what is not possible. If you create prohibition, you will create rebellion. If you take away alcohol, you will force a hard push in that direction. You take away things. If you make drugs illegal, you will create an illegal syndicate for them. You will create a means for doing that. If you look at societies that allow drugs to become free, Portugal, Amsterdam, you allow these different places 
Portugal is a really good example. Uh, you allow you look at all the different examples of the places that deregulate. Uh, sorry, decriminalize drugs. The illegal syndicate around it and the all the problems with the syndicate around it fall away because now everyone has access to it. There's no longer such a deep drive to get it because now and actually it's now used with responsibility because it's not illegal because now that we've been trusted as an adult to make decisions for ourselves. The very same principle applies in your relationships on the one-to-one. If you tell a woman you can't see other guys, you can't go out, if you are going to go out, you have to tell me where you're going, you're making her freedom illegal. So she will do anything necessary to get that freedom. In the same way, same process, same time, making sure that you don't feel an, an ounce of joy, an ounce of peace in that. And that you make sure that you don't get any of that. Because... It's almost like you put her into solitary confinement and you're the hand that whips her. You're the hand that whips her. You put her in solitary confinement. She's going to try and tunnel her way out. But at the same time, when she comes back at night and she covers up that that Shawshank hole, she's never going to let you see satisfaction of the whip. She's never going to let you see, and in this example that you might think about tears, she's never going to let you see, see her smile. She's never going to let you see her smile. Because she knows that's what you want. If she was to let you see her smile as a result of putting her in solitary confinement, then you win. Then she gives up her power. And even at 17, I can see that's what she's doing. She might not on a cognitive level understand, fuck, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly what she's doing. She's tunneling out and finding a way to her own freedom, coming back to the solitary confinement because at least in solitary confinement, she gets financial stability. But when the hand that comes in to whip her, she will never let you see joy. She will never let you see a smile on her face because of that whip because and you might think who would ever smile because of the whip <sighs> he thinks the whip is good for her he thinks the whip is good for her restricting her personal freedoms is good for her so if she smiles that only validates and confirms that for him so she'll never let him see her smile which means that she will never give her physical attention her sexual freedom her sexual femininity in an open way in an open and free way open and free breathing move with him She'll never do that because that would only confirm that the whip is true and the whip is good. But the whip is not true and the whip is not good. While you are whipping her from a place in which that, actually, I just wanted the best for her. That's why I need to keep her in line. That's not how it's perceived, nor should it be, because it's still misaligned. It's still backwards thinking. It's still boyhood mentality. You need to allow people to be free. You set them to be free. They will make their own decisions and you can respond in relation to that, in relation to that. When you set someone free, you see what they do. Are they honorable? Are they trustworthy? Will Let her into the clubs. Let her out onto OnlyFans. Let her into these DMs with these guys and see what she does. Don't place the whip and the restrictions of solitary confinement first because then you don't even know. Now, let's play it out. You may, you may let's say you did, what I, you did what I just recommended. Let her out. Let her wild. Let her free. Let her hoe it up. Let her do what she wants. But Adam, she's going to cheat on me. And what if she did? Now you found out. But isn't that better? Isn't it better to find out her true nature than to live in this fantasy land of controlling her true nature? You'll never find out someone's true nature until you let them be free. And all you're doing right now is living in fantasy land. Yet on the same token, if you let someone be free, you may be pleasantly surprised to find that 
actually. She's a young 17-year-old girl. She's got feminine energy raging through her veins as you have masculine energy coursing through yours. She wants to express her body. She wants to be free. She wants to indulge in this other external masculine energy, not because she necessarily has deep emotional love and connection with them, but because that is the nature of relation between masculine and feminine energy, that there's a dance to be had and that we're only going to be manifested in this current vehicle once in this reality as far as we know. So why not make the most of it? It doesn't mean that she doesn't, at least in the beginning, love you, like you any less just because some other guy came up on her and wanted to dance. Just because some other, just because maybe she, she wanted to come up and see would really like to kiss him. She was a little bit drunk with it as well. It doesn't have such tremendous psychological and emotional repercussions. You don't have children. You haven't built a life together. Yeah, and even if you did, it would you would still re, be able to reassess that and go, why does she desire that? Why do you desire that? We can't sit here. I can't stand here. And you can't sit there listening to this and going that you don't also have sexual desire. The same sexual desire that you had for her is what you have for other women. So there's too much cognitive dissonance. There's too much... There's too much self-rationalization around what you're doing that allows you to live in the fantasy land. And so that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Now I want to get back in this chat because Janu said something. And then we'll get into the final remedy. Although we kind of got into it there a little bit. Janu comes in saying, the more, in quotes, the more is his psychological and emotional investment. Since the money clearly means so little to him, he has to give himself in a language that she can understand to be genuine or real. So Jay Nu is building off his previous answer when he said, she's expecting more out of him in order to hold on to sexual power in the relationship. So Jay Nu reaffirms, re-clarifies, the more is his psychological and emotional investment since the money clearly means so little to him. Yes, good, good Jay. He then goes and say he has to give himself in a language that she can understand to be genuine or real. Good, good use of language there, Jay. Good segue. I'll come back to that word in a second. Hang on. Shut the mat there. He then goes on to say, since he lacks the direct, congruent, authentic presence and expression to make her feel safe and secure within herself and the relationship. Tidy. Very tidy answer. Very tidy. And segues us into something beautiful that I agree with everything you said there, Jay. And I like that you expanded on the more. If you had given that in the initial answer, that probably would have been a, another 100,000 zeddy. They had to prod you for that one, so that's not 100,000 zeddy. So, yeah, I'm not giving, you, not giving you a double that easily in a session. <laughs> if you were to get a double, that would have to come uh, as one tight piece, but it's still tidy the way you cleaned it up. So, this is the perfect se- uh, segue into the remedy. I knew it would be. So, let's just... Take a deep breath and get ready for this. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this session, drop a thumbs up down below. We will be entering open Q&A very soon, before, but not before I give the final remedy and instruction for what I feel like this young boy, royal boy, needs to do moving forward. Keep saying royal because, yeah, it is first of a kind, but it's also important. The way he perceives reality is very different to us commoners. <laughs> Tugged cheek. Uh, okay, so... Okay. The reason why I pressed Janu for the more, when Janu said she's expecting more out of him in order to hold on to the sexual power in the relationship. The reason why I pressed Jay for that 
is because of the really, if you step back and look at the core issue in this entire podcast of what X is doing wrong, where all of his issues, we looked at a lot of micro issues in his social dynamics, in his tactics, restricting personal freedoms, too controlling, financial investment way too soon, emotional investment way too soon as well, uh, way too deep, giving ideas maybe from the right place, but in the end, perceived in the wrong way. So the end result is the same anyway. It doesn't matter how you got there. A lot of micro-tactical social issues, and yet he's 18. We all made these issues. I made these issues big time as well when I was his age. I mean, we all made these mistakes. Not flaming him for the micro-tactics. I very rarely flame people for the micro-tactics because he just doesn't know. He hasn't been conditioned. He hasn't been trained in the correct way. However, there's one giant macro red flag where all of this stems from, where it all comes from, the stem point, the heartbeat of the issues between him and this girl. And it's in why I pressed Jainu on what would be more for her. What would be more for her in order to hold on to the sexual power in the relationship? Jainu said psychological and emotional investment. At the beginning of this podcast, I held off on an inspirational rant about what it meant to convey internal value. I went into a little bit, but not too deep. And this is where the buck stops. This is where this conversation can end once we finish this. Mr. Royal X, based on your upbringing in life, based on your fathers, your uncles, your older brothers, your friends, just the world you live in, it's very clear that the price of a human being is something that you can acquire through financial commodity. That humanity is something that can be bought. That's the way that you perceive reality. You're young, so you're not too deep in it yet. You actually tried to fight that in your own story. You actually tried in your first week with this girl to do away with the financial investment and buy her through just money and to actually show her that, no, I can convey emotion as well. You wrote a love letter and you gave her the hoodie. I was The love letter was not a problem because it's a love letter. The love letter was a problem because of the depth of emotional investment so early on and what that would plant seeds and foreshadowing in her mind of what she could manipulate if she was a manipulative type later on down the track, which we found out she is. But the fact that you actually went with the love note, especially when you knew she was dealing with some shit with her past boyfriend, she was in a sad time, and that you gave her the hoodie, you know, I, I give you respect for that. I do. While they, the, the love note was off in tactics, it came from the right place. It came from the right place. Deep in your heart, you actually cared for her at that stage of the relationship. And you really did want the best for her. I can see that. But as this story has played out, you have continued to show your conditioning that her humanity is something that you own through finance. That who she is as a feminine being is secondary to what she is as a commodity in your wheelhouse. She's an object. She is something that you own. She is something that you can dictate. That is what you've shown throughout this entire story. You have probably never been told this in your entire life. You have probably only ever seen the complete opposite. You've probably seen your brothers, uncles, fathers, even just through mainstream media, depending on the shows that you watch, that this is how men treat women. And this is how my world works. I definitely say it's because of your personal closest five people to you for sure though. And this is just how you've been conditioned and brought up. And I'm not here to tell you that they're wrong or you're wrong. 
That's not my role as a social dynamics coach. My role is to help illuminate why that causes issues, why that works, why that doesn't work. You're so confused in your messages to me about why she's rebelling so hard, why she's being so sexually provocative now, and why she's trying to create this esteem and image of her, of being a professional hot girl, an OnlyFans girl, and that requesting the attention of other males when she knows it will incite fire within you and to even go as far as showing you those DMs when she knew probably that would incite more fire within you. Where's this all coming from is in your mind. It's so confusing. I thought I thought I was doing the right thing for her by restricting all her freedoms, by not allowing her to go see other guys or go see other people in general without being knowing where and when and how and just not allowing her to be her. I thought I was just trying to protect her. I'm sure that's what's going to your mind. That's why it's so confusing. I was just trying to protect her from her maybe as if you were to go a little deeper on your mentality. Maybe that's what you're thinking. But the end result is that you created the demon within her. You created the fire within her that would one day spit the venom back and cause you to be set on fire. You created that. Your actions, whether right or wrong, that's a subjective term. The end result, that's clear as day and that's objective. That she would not be acting the way she is now for the reasons that she is acting now if you didn't act the way that you did. She's acting in response. Many of the... Uh, students in this live Q&A have already picked up on that. Many of them throughout this chat, if not directly, definitely indirectly, I think Jay knew directly though, have found their ships on the point of light that as the, as the lighthouse have been trying to point towards, which is that she's just in rebound. She is just playing the elasticity of reflection, response, reaction, rebound to what you've been doing. She only acts out this way because she knows you don't want it because you don't like it. She's only tunneling out of solitary confinement because you place solitary confinement on her. She's only tunneling out of solitary confinement because you placed her in there. The next question in your mind comes to, so should I have just never put her under, under lock and keep? Should I never have locked her down? Should I have never restricted her freedoms? But then she would just be a hole at him. Then she would just be fucking other guys and and then ruining the family name, the royal family name and all this other stuff and reputation and, you know, how can I be with someone like that? It's like, hold on, hold on. You're making a lot of assumptions right now. You're predetermining a lot of behavior that you don't know is going to play out, even if it was to play out. Why is it such an issue for you to have to reassess your relationship with her and break away? If you find in the event of allowing your woman to be free, Girl, let me replace that. Your girl to be free. Sorry, we're dealing with younger people here. Got to remember that. In the event that you allow your girl to be free and she does start to break the T's and C's of your relationship, she does start to sleep with other guys, she breaks the boundaries that you guys had set of being with each other closed and locked, why would it be such an issue for you to say, hey, listen, Jenna, it's been real, but because you don't seem to be in a place in life that's able to honor and manage the T's and C's that we agreed upon, I can't be with you anymore. I wish you the absolute best. I want the best for you in life, but we can't be together anymore. Thank you so much for your time though. Thank you so much for everything you gave me. Yeah, we, can, we can still be friends. You can message me every now and again, but that's it. Why is that such a hard thing for you? It's because you're 18. It's because you're untrained. It's because you're unpracticed. It's because you have such shallow 
sexual practice, not deep sexual practices we like to discuss here in social Q&A. And you're young. I'm calling it what it is. It's no one's fault. I'm just calling it what it is. So if you want to move forward, this is the path to move forward. You sit down with her and you say, hey, listen, Jenna, at this time, on this night, I really need to open up my heart and tell you exactly, exactly how I'm feeling. And I want to hear that from you as well. Cool. Wednesday, 8.30 p.m., down by the jetty. You're down by the jetty. Listen, Jenna, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. I've been treating you like you're a piece of meat, that you're a prisoner in solitary confinement. I realize now that I shouldn't have locked you down and that probably me by me locking you down has forced you to rebel so much. I don't really know any other way to doing it. I really just thought it was the best thing for you. I thought it was the best thing for us. I see this, this is the way that my brothers and uncles and fathers kind of do it. And I realized I was probably using my financial worth as my primary and it never should have been that way. And I am sorry. I'm sorry that I put you through that. I'm sorry that I put you in that position. And I'm sorry that I sullied the waters of this relationship. I don't expect anything moving forward other than that. I just want you to be you. I want to develop respect and uh, connection for you. It's very clear at this point that I didn't take care of you in the way that a man should. And I realize that I'm not a man right now. So I need to learn more about that. And it's probably best if we don't see each other anymore in the way that we have. But I just want you to know that I will learn from this. As much fire and pain was caused in this situation between you and I, mostly because of me, I will learn from this. And I thank you for that. Please let me know how you feel. I'm going to shut up now. I won't say anything more. Fuck. I started crying during that. <laughs> Holy shit, my tears. I eyes started welling up. That was hard to finish. Fuck. That is when social Q&A is real. Oh. Oh man, I don't even know why that made me so emotional. It's not even, I was a hyper, that's, that's, that was what I was saying that he needs to say to her, but why that brought up so emotion, so much emotion in me, I guess it's because, you know, actually, you know why X, I know why, you know why that started making me cry is because that's what I needed to say to one of my previous girlfriends, which I didn't have the education nor courage to do so. It's both. Even if I had the education, I'm not sure if I would have had the courage to say that. Hopefully now, because you have the education, there's only one thing for you to do, that you have the courage to go through what I just instructed. Whatever she says, she may say, she may backtrack, because what often happens is that when the feminine receives such direct, congruent, authentic execution from the masculine, they often downplay it. They often try and backtrack. They try and make you feel better about it. They try and go, no, no, it, it wasn't you. Oh, no, you wasn't as bad as you're saying. Like you weren't that bad. And they'll try and console you because they can feel the raw 
human emotion coming out of you from such a genuine place. Don't allow that to happen. Take your L where your L was. Recognize she's just trying to be nice if she tries to do that. Whatever she says, if she says, we can try again, we can try restarting. No, there is no restarting. There is no trying here. Again, you two, relationship needs to end. You two need to become friends and learn alongside each other, but now with others. That's the only way moving forward for you two. This relationship cannot persist the way that it is. So that's that's it. That's it. It's a, it's, it's a great situation. It's a great time when you can force me into the position of creating such a genuine emotion within me that I'm literally in your eyes uh, letting out tears. It's a beautiful thing. So I thank you for sending in this story and uh, being humble enough from a royal descent to request my service as a lowly commoner. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, I, what I was actually meant to say there was, I just, it's, too, it's too easy. <laughs> that was too easy to say. Thank you for requesting my service as a human being. It is my honor to guide anyone who has the humility to reach out about their own social dynamic issues, regardless of whether you are a king's son or a, but a simple farm boy. Farm boy or king's son, I'm here for both of you. And everyone in between. Okay, now. So, my friends, that wraps up the featured context, featured story of social Q&A. Now we're going to get to open Q&A, which is where I open it up to questions on anything in the world of human interaction, dating, social dynamics, relationships, anything that you guys would like to dive a little bit deeper into, anything in your own lives. You know, we went just we just spent like a couple of hours, three hours on this very interesting one individual story, but now I'm going to give you guys 20, 30 minutes, depending on the quality of the questions, uh, to get in. And if you guys got a little feels there, if you guys enjoyed what's going on, please drop a thumbs up on this video down below. Please help support the channel. And maybe even uh, later on at the end of this but before the end of the week, the time marks for this podcast will be in the YouTube description. I will specifically time mark that emotional point I just went on. Maybe even send it to some of your friends. You know what's going to go on Instagram. <laughs> you know I'm going to cut that shit up. But maybe just share the session with someone who might be dealing with similar issues. That's really uh, most appreciated as well. Drop me some comments and feedback if you listen to this and post. But let's get to open Q&A now. By the way, we have the super chat option available which means that if you would like to get your question bumped to the top and donate to the channel, help supporting everything that's going on at the same time, you can use that fresh dollar symbol down there to donate anything that you wish. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'll give more time to your question and it really just supports the channel. So super chat questions go first and then we will, then we'll move on from there, okay? Okay. That was fucking good. That was fucking good. When I was... When I was down, when I was getting into those words of apologizing to her, and I could feel the tears coming, I'm like, this isn't happening right now while I'm saying it. But then it started happening. I'm like, finish it, finish it. <laughs> That's why I had to take a break afterwards. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good shit. Okay, so we got our first super chat here from Jay New, who has already accrued a 100,000 Zenny answer who donates a $2 US saying, this is to give you some zen 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 back to you, Adam. I felt the rawness and relate my own... I felt the rawness and relate my own inability to express that rawness when I should have to a past partner of mine. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, Jay, I really appreciate your super chat. And that's, that's, I think, where the emotions came from for me, that there's a particular girl I was thinking of 
that I restricted her personal freedoms, that I was less than direct, congruent, authentic, and an upstanding masculine with, and I needed to apologize to her in that way. And, you know, maybe maybe once this is done, I'll, uh, I'll send her that clip. It's been decades since then, though. But Well, not decades, decade plus. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for donating that super chat. And if you do have a question that pops up during open q and I'll, of course, bump it to the top. But he's just sending some zen, zen, zen back to me. And thank you for not being a jelly donut man either. <laughs> I'm not sure if you follow me on Instagram, Jay. There was a whole thing about the jelly donut men. Ask T. T will tell you about the jelly donut men, the JDMs. Uh, T comes in saying, Oos, I've been there too, Jay. No. Yes, sir. Benji Solez comes in saying, beautiful. Ah, good to have you here, Benji. Didn't even know you were here. Exil comes in saying, hey, I want to hire you for coaching, but do you do Discord instead of Skype? So I don't know what Discord is. However, all of my one-on-one Skype coaching client sessions are run through Skype. So if you want to but get details on it, just head to boldojo.com. There's a link down below in the YouTube description, B-O-L-D-O-J-O.com. And you can check out all the once-off sessions or the Bold Coaching memberships. And just send me an email. If you have any questions, just send me an email through any of the contact forms on boldojo.com and I can answer all your questions through there, okay? Thanks, Exil. T comes in. Wait, we got another super chat in here from one Takumi Kun who's finally adjusted his YouTube profile picture from Bunta to actual Takumi, to the actual Fujiwara, who is donating a $5 Australian with a... He keeps getting fresher with these emojis. This is a super chat with a an emoji PlayStation 1 original controller saying critical hit. <laughs> Doing a bit of a fist reverse fist pump. Critical hit. Yeah, that is a critical hit. Thank you, T. I appreciate that. And I like your creativity there as well with the PlayStation 1 controller. T comes in saying, I have a question. Just need a quick break as usual. Brilliant. So... Unless Jay New has an open Q&A question before T, because his came first, T is going to be the first question. But like I said, you guys can drop any questions now uh, to do with social Q&A or relationships, dating, your lives, whatever you want, COVID, health, fitness, fucking pandas, whatever you want. <laughs> and we'll get it. We'll do it. By the way, guys, I just want to shout out. Last night, I was at a... Uh, oh, by the way, oh, just while we're in the meantime here, waiting for T to write out his Super Chat question... I had one of the greatest dates of my entire life last Friday night. It was something of an absolute, just absolute next level. I'm not even ready to really discuss it in words, but I made a post about it yesterday on Sunday on Instagram. And if you want to go on Instagram at Uitang1, it's a photo of me bursting up out of the ocean. And you might get a little, you get a little taste of it. If you're going to read that Instagram post, just put it on, go to Spotify and play Rick Hassani's everything. I, I dropped it all in the caption of the Instagram post, but read the Instagram post while playing that song and you will get the feels. It's one of the best dates I've had in a very long time. It's something magical. Anyways, I'm not really ready to discuss it yet, so don't ask me about it now, But I might because I might want to do a whole podcast on it actually. I wonder if I could even... Nah, she, she's not that kind of girl. I was like, what if I could even get her to discuss it with me? It's fucking intense though. So... So, W comes in saying, I feel like I've been wearing a blindfold with chat and your answers seem simple, yet the answers didn't come to mind. Good session. Okay, I think what W is trying to say is that he's quite not quite on the 
social, level of social development to understand what's going on with the questions. There's some, there were some very difficult questions in the session for sure. Uh, so he said that simple answers or the answers just didn't come to mind. But hey, W, the fact that you were trying, even if you didn't get 100,000 any answer, that's fine. Just the fact that you're in here, engaged, trying to learn. Remember, this is a 12-episode season. There's 12 weeks in a row. Today's a public holiday where I am. But social Q&A knows no public holiday. If we're doing 12 weeks straight, we do 12 weeks straight, come hell or high water. So this is only episode five. So you've got another seven episodes, seven weeks in this season of classes to come in and get yours, to come in and do the best that you can and keep learning and growing. Maybe on episode 12, you'll get 100,000 any answer. Who knows? But you'll never know if you don't keep desiring evolution of learning, the, the evolution of yourself, okay? So, but thank you for being here, W. Appreciate it. Jay New comes in saying, it's interesting that you mentioned sending that clip. Is it even necessary or advisable to send apologies or contact exes about the past in general? Should you not let the past be the past? Let the good times and the mistakes exist for what they were and focus on the present. Or am I off? Haha, <laughs> let that be my cue. Great question, Jay. Great question. And I think it's very individual. I think it's based on the individual pain point. The reason why I said that is because like, I would consider sending her that clip or if not even sending the clip, actually just meeting up with her if I could. It's hard for us to arrange schedules together to even just sit down and discuss that. The reason why I said that is because it's something that I realized in that moment when I was saying to X, when I was prescribing for X, that I hadn't, that was a mistake I made and I hadn't resolved that. Do you have to get closure by literally sitting down with that person and bringing closure about that way or just letting them some way know that you were sorry for that mistake and you want to you want to reconcile because of that if it's possible if it's something that means something to you i don't see any harm in doing it if it comes from the place of that their their care is my top priority that it's not because I'm trying to weasel my way back into them that I'm trying to leverage something on her. If it was coming from there, then I would agree with you. However, if it's something that in this scenario, just in this one particular scenario, that brought up such emotion in me that it made me start crying because I realized that uh, that's something that I didn't do. It was a mistake that I made. Then it might even be a good thing for me to go back and just set that free and just do that right. And even though she wouldn't think anything of it, she would be like, no, no, it's like so it's like years and years and years ago. It's like, don't even worry about it. It wouldn't be, it had nothing to do with her in terms of I didn't need her validation on it. That's I guess that's the final summary point to answer your question, Jay, is that you don't do it to get validation from her. The closure isn't validated from her. The closure is in you learning the humility of righting a wrong a mistake that you knew what it was. If you have the opportunity to do so, if you don't have the opportunity to do it, then I would definitely agree with you in saying that let it go. Let the good times be what they were and the mistakes is just what they, what they were. But actually, even to that point you said, Jenu, to other exes I've had, I have, I have gone back years later to other exes and apologized for things that I either did or said uh, poorly. But again, it never came from the place of leverage or weaseling. It was always from the place of my own internal reconciliation in which that this is something I need to do for me. It doesn't change the relationship. It doesn't change the past. It doesn't change what's happening between her and I now. I don't completely detach from that. It's 
purely a work of internal engineering. I'm just engineering on myself here, making sure that I check myself on points in which that, what are you two, you too cool now? You too cool now to recognize a mistake? Because sometimes, Jano, sometimes you don't realize you made a mistake until years later. Just because there's no time limit on mistakes or realization of mistakes. If you don't realize you made a mistake until, listen, with that girl, that, I made that mistake with her when I was 16. I'm currently 27. I, it's, it's only 11 years later that I'm realizing I probably need to go back and say sorry for that. So for me, there's no clock on mistakes. If I know I need to reconcile that, I need to reconcile that. As long as it's coming from the place of internal engineering and not external validation. Oops. That came out good. You know that came out good. <laughs> Don't lie to me now. All right. So hopefully that answers your, your question, Jay. Thank you for your super chat. Okay. So one Takami-kun has come in with a question with a $5 Australian super chat with a critical hit emoji saying, okay, so my question is about dealing with some dark social dynamics and how to handle it. Kind of complex story, so bear with me. Went out with a guy on the weekend who did some things that disturbed me. Oh, mama. He, he was talking about other people as fat slash ugly saying many unkind things. He also was gaslighting this other guy we met by telling him stories to make him believe a girl was into him and she wasn't or when she wasn't. In brackets, gaslighting is a form of abuse by playing games and psychological manipulation, making someone question their reality. In brackets. I've never heard that term before. I understand the psychological mechanism, but I've never heard the term gaslighting. T then goes on to say, he also made some comments to purposefully shame me in front of some people, other people I knew, under the guise of banter. So yeah, this whole time I was just a quiet fish, in capitals, and didn't know what to do at all, totally frozen. Any questions or guidance, much appreciated. Okay, so this is a big question actually. Big super chat question from T, and all super chats get my time of day. I was going to dive deeper into them. So, T is concerned about dark social dynamics. He's concerned that this guy he went out with on the weekend was consciously doing dark things. That's the intention. That's the impression I get from you, T. That he wasn't. It wasn't just his. He wasn't just a dick. Unconsciously. Correct me if I'm wrong, T. But based on what you just said. You're giving me the impression that he was being a dick intentionally. He knew what he was doing. Please just affirm that for me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong. If I'm not wrong, you don't need to say anything. I'll take your absence as correction. Incorrection. So T was saying that, okay, he was referring to other people as fat slash ugly. So that's just a dick move in general, saying many unkind things. So he does seem like he has some dick nature in general. Uh, He was gaslighting this other guy by telling him stories to make him believe a girl was into him when she wasn't. So, T, my first question about that particular story is that are you saying he was saying that in the actual moment, that he was gaslighting this guy in the moment? So you're in the club, there's a couple girls around the table, you're around the table, and he's whispering and stuff. He's like, oh, by the way, I heard that. I think Susie's really into you. You She's been looking at you. 
You know, she keeps whispering to her friend, keeps giggling. Oh, I think I like Jason. You're a real catch, man. You better go after him, man. You're a fucking player, man. Right, is, is that what, in the moment, is that what you're saying? Or was he referring to some external situation in the past or projected future maybe? Need some context on that. But anyways, that's just for context. Here, T. Winnelson says, he said that he also made some comments to purposely shame me in front of other people I knew under the guise of banter. So I need an example of that. What did he say? How did he say it? What was the environmental context? Who were the people he said it to? I need a lot more context around that to understand what's going on. Then T finally finishes by saying, so yeah, this whole time I was just a quiet fish, in capitals, fish, and didn't know what to do at all, totally frozen. So let me just rehash those. I know I said those quickly for you, T. In regards to the gaslighting situation, was it in the moment? Was he intentionally trying to fuck with another guy in the moment? Or was it some other external situation? And then part two, more importantly, the part that I want to get in and bring value to you is what were the comments he made to purposefully shame you and who were the other people that he was saying them to? What was the context, the environmental context? Were you at a club? Were you at a bar? Were you around the lake? Was there... What... Okay, yes, I'll pause it there because otherwise there's too many questions to get you right now, Okay. So T comes in with a follow-up context saying, as you know, I'm a bit of a soft-shell crab. Yes, you are. Yeah, this guy was quite aware and laughing at what he was doing. Seems sadistic. Okay, so he's definitely a dick by nature, but it's also showing that he's in conscious control of his dick nature. Okay. T then goes on to say, he was like, why is that important? If you guys are listening to this podcast, you're hearing life, why is it important to discern between someone who's intentionally just being a dick, especially in a sexual situation where there's sexual competition, versus someone who's just a dick by nature and they're not aware of it. Well, someone who's not aware of their dick nature, you can give them some benefit of the doubt. You can understand, have a little more empathy, a little more compassion for them. Like That's just the way he's raised. That's just who he's been all his life. It's not, it's not a personal thing. It's not a conscious thing. But it is a different thing when someone's springboarding, when someone's gaslighting, when someone's intentionally trying to fuck with you in a sexually competitive space. Which, by the way, T, I need to get context on. That's why I asked you when he did try and purposefully shame you to other people, who were the other people? That brings into my question of sexual competition. Okay. Okay. Who's next? Well, I mean, what does T say next? Because we're still on T's question here. T comes in with further context saying, he was referring to a past situation from the night before, saying they had chemistry to him. Oh, so he's talking about the other guy who was gaslighting. It wasn't a thing happening in the moment. He was just referring to a past situation the night before, saying they had chemistry to him. Then he would laugh and tell me it was just a joke to fuck with him. I don't want to get into the details about the comments since it was pretty personal. But yeah, it just yeah, I just didn't know how to handle the public disrespect. So just copped it. He has a girlfriend, no competition, and the other people were neutral older friends. Okay, Takumi. I'm sensing some much deeper context. So I'm going to do my best because obviously you've described that you don't want to get too much more of it in a public uh, forum. I'm sure we can discuss this through our one-on-one coaching a little bit more. However, Without you telling me what the comments were, I really can't get specific on this. Other, you just told me that they were personal, you felt disrespected by them, and that they were shameful towards you. 
He has a girlfriend, no competition, and the other people were neutral older friends. Okay. So your actual question was like what the reason why I'm asking why I want these details is because I need I want to understand the full situation before I even attempt to give a remedy. But since I can't get all of that, I just have to give you something a little more general, which is you're asking what you should have done in that moment. You said you went fish. So really what you're asking about is how to handle the fire. When so, or when someone's spitting venom, venom at you, when someone's pouring venom on your head, what do you do? In a social situation and someone's trying to intentionally fuck with you, that they're not just a dick by nature. While this guy is a dick by nature, he's consciously using that. He's trying to tear you down. In that situation, I would just call it out for what it is because you only have two options. You can either fight or you can run. You're completely, as you said, soft shell crab. You completely resign. You completely give up. You lay down and you just take it. You just take it on the chin and you just let him completely disrespect you, completely burn you away, spit this venom on and just make you look like an absolute fool, an absolute fish. That's one option. It sounds like what you did. There's also the other option in which that you fight. Now, that's the only other option. However, in fighting, don't don't take that literally. That's not that you put up you put up the deuces and you start throwing left, rights, and elbows. That's not what you're doing. When I say you fight, you don't fight him. You don't fight what he's saying because that's what he wants. In a very early social Q&A back in episode 10, maybe 10, 15, we discussed how to handle AMOGs. And this is effectively, oh, it's not the same remedy, but it's similar in which that you don't give power to him. You just place light on what he's attempting to do. This might, I might actually bring in that AMOG situation or that, that dating situation to help you relate to this. But, but in this situation, let's say that I'm in your position, right? you're around other social friends, He's down there, he's all of a sudden spitting venom at you, he's trying to, in a banterish way, but you can tell, he's been a dick, he's trying to make you look like an idiot, trying to disrespect you, right? I'm not going to lay down, I'm not going to take it, but at the same time, I'm not going to get angry at him. I'm not going to attempt to fight him on it or fight the things that he's saying, right? The, when I say fight, the only thing I'm going to fight to do is to put light on what he's doing. That's, all, that's what my fight is. My fight is not with him, it's not with what he's saying, my fight is to show the others what he's doing because he's attempting to disguise it in a way in which that what he's doing isn't overtly and directly and actively a dick move. What he's doing is a dick move, yet he's disguising it in a way in which that it's hard to call that out straight off the bat. It's not like he's coming straight up to you and saying, hey man, you're a cunt. Right? He's not saying that right off the bat. So you can't call him out for that. But if someone's doing something very under the board, they're doing under the radar, they're being very clever and very snipey about things and very, as you said, banterish in their way to dissemble, disassemble your stature. You just need to bring light to that, that that is what you're trying to do. So that's keys right here. Don't lay down, right? If you want to, unless if you want to lay down, lay down, but of course you'll feel worse for it. You will just completely destroy all your self-esteem and self-confidence in that moment at least until you recover. And then, but if you fight him backwards, you try and throw the, throw the fame backwards, that's exactly what he wanted. If you start to arc up and you start to get very defensive and very active, that's exactly what he wants. Now you look like the idiot again. Right? You look like the idiot now because people go, hey, why are you overreacting? He was just joking. He was just, even though he wasn't just joking, you knew, but that's the way it looks because you didn't have the social savviness to call it out for what he's actually doing. So 
How do you call it out for what he's actually doing? T, because you haven't given me the exact comments that he said to you, I can't give you a direct example, but let me make one up for you. Here's a common one. We had a bunch of girls, a few different guys, and one of the guys comes up to you and I say, leans on your shoulder and goes, have you always been this short? (laughs) Have you always been such a short guy? Like you probably had like a few issues in high school, right? Being so short or, you know, you, did you, was it hard to like lose your virginity or, you know, kind of like, you know, get around girls because you're so short and stuff. Like I can imagine, you know, that's that kind of backhanded, passive aggressive, banterish, complete disrespect, right? You know, he's playing on something that he knows could be a touchy point, could be an insecure point, doesn't know yet, but he wants to see, he wants to see if you react on it. And more importantly, he's doing it in a way that if I was to flame up and get reacted to that and say, hey, why you've been a dick, man, the other people would call me out for being a dick. So it's quite a, it just, it's quite a good play on his point. If you want to be a dick, it's a good way of going about it. Not that I recommend it. So how am I going to react to that? Is that I would just literally put it straight back at him. Is that I would always start with why. W-H-Y. I say, why are you asking? No matter what type of passive-aggressive slight of hand thing he tried to say, I'd always just put the light back on it. And so that there, you're neither reacting nor, the, nor getting aggro or aggressive at it. He could say anything. He could say whatever thing he wanted to say to try and tear you down. But if you literally in a calm, collected way just responded with, why are you asking? Why is that? Why are you so interested? I just want to know. And you don't give it that, you don't put any bite on it, you don't put any flame in it, you don't give him any fuel whatsoever. You force him to qualify why he's asking or saying what he's saying. If he's good, if he's a good good dick, if he's good at being a dick, he's probably going to have a couple fast, quick responses to come back at you with. And he'll probably try and divert, either go to something else, either try and rephrase what he said, but essentially say the same thing. But he's probably not going to give up straight away. And you know what your response is? Groundhog Day. Why? Why are you asking? Let me give you an example too. When I was first coming up as a very heavy, uh, very heavy in the dating space and my entire business was around dating coaching, it didn't focus on all the other areas of the temple, purpose, physical and mental development. This is back in the day when I first started the Bold Channel and I was just starting to run boot camps. There was a situation in which that me and probably eight other guys were in a food court, Adelaide. And there was... The other guys had a lot of respect for me. Uh, even though I was still young at the time, they knew that me and Jordan were kind of running the show in terms of Adelaide, in terms of how to uh, go up and use the skill of meeting a woman in the day. No one else really knew too much. We were kind of in the leading space at that point. But there was another guy who thought he was pretty top shit. He thought he was pretty good. He was very psychologically unbalanced though, very socially uncalibrated and did a lot of very socially uncalibrated things. And he was just, uh, he was a dick by nature, for sure. And I'm not sure if he's still like that, but at the time he certainly was. And when we were around this table in this food court and we just got off, oh no, I think we, I'm not sure if we just got off a session. Maybe Jordan and I just finished some recording or something, but it was eight of us and we all just met down there. And he was down there and he was also trying to become an instructor in the dating space. And in front of all the guys on the table, he goes, hey, Adam. I hear, I hear you're pretty good at meeting girls in the day. I, th- I think you're pretty good at picking up chicks, bruh. Right? Show us. 
Show us. Show us what you got. Show us how good you are. Right? So he wasn't doing it in such a way in which that, hey man, I don't think you're I don't think you're as good as you say you are. You have to show you have to show me. It wasn't aggressive like that. It wasn't a direct aggression. It was a passive aggressive one. It was where he goes, Yeah, I hear you're pretty good. Here you're pretty good at picking up chairs. Hey, why don't you show us? Why don't you give us a demo? You just that kind of passive aggressive. And it puts me in a very extremely awkward position because I neither want to lay down. I can't lay down, nor, nor would I want to, but what would that do to my reputation if I laid down? Right, that doesn't look good at all. So that's not going to happen. But more from the point of that, I have way too much pride to give in to some low-level challenge like this. So not going to happen. I'm not going to lay down ever to something like this. I'm not going to lay down in general. I'm always going to fight back. But I chose what to fight on. I didn't fight him. I didn't get angry at him. I didn't try and derail him. I didn't try and disrespect him because then I would look like the dick. I chose to fight the illumination of what he's doing because while the other guys can't really see it, they're just enjoying the show. They don't really see what he's trying to do here. I need to show, I need to show them that he's passive aggressively being a dick here. So what I do is I put it straight back on him and I go, why? Just one word, flat. And I remember at the time, Jordan sitting next to me just going, just like looking in his eyes. I remember looking in his eyes going, holy shit. It's like, this is, he's like, his eyes dilated with the, the confidence and strength that I said, why? Just with a flat tone, not aggressive, not reacting, just why? Because it was clear how much pressure had just been sent in my direction and I sent it straight back. Just why? Now, everyone looks to him and goes, yeah, why? So they're like, they're, the audience is always playing catch up in a situation that you're describing which is why it's really got nothing to do with the audience. It's between you and him. They are purely spectators. Yet, they also reflect the balance of power between the two. They, they, they will flip and, they'll flip and flop between who's in control, is what I'm saying. So it goes back to him. He doesn't give up straight away. He comes back, he tries to reiterate. He tries to rephrase it and goes, well, she's like, well, if you, if you really are, you know, that good, you know, surely you can show me. You know, if you really are that good, surely you can show me, like, you must do this all the time, right? Like, you must be really good, right? So he played the game. He played it. He tried to come straight back at me. Heads turn, come straight back to me. Pressure gets put back on me. What do you think I return with? But why? Why do you, why do you need to see that? Just why? Sent straight back. And then heads turn, go straight back to him, and he goes, He's like, well, yeah, fuck, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> He's like, you're good. <laughs> and he gave up at that point. He didn't have much more after that. He's just like, ah, oh, shit. He's like, yeah, Jordan told me you were good, actually. He's like, can't crack you, can I? <laughs> I was like, no, you can't. You can't crack me. And at that point, when it was then shown that this is what happens is that when you win that particular battle and you won through integrity. You won through social dynamics. You didn't win through trying to tear someone down. You won by just purely questioning and showing everyone else around the table what he's attempting to do because he has no other option. He can either keep attempting the same mechanism of trying to reiterate what he's attempting to say, but at a certain point, everyone's going to realize, dude, what are you doing? So he doesn't want to self-destruct. So he's going to have to lay down at some point. It's just a matter of which point that'll be. But 
what was the key and how I responded to him, T, is always just putting the illumination back on the mechanism. Why is he doing what is he what is he saying? Why is he doing what he's saying? Because if because if he was genuine, if he was saying it from a genuine point of view in a genuine place, I would be happy to go and demonstrate for him. If he come back and said to me, Oh, it's because, you know, I've just been dealing with so much social anxiety and I'm really scared and I would like to someone to kind of show me the ropes. I was wondering if you could maybe help me out. That'd be like, cool, of course, let's go. And we'd all walk outside and we'll go meet some people. But that's not why he was doing it, was it? And that's why he had to back down. He was doing it to challenge my credibility, my authority in the space and to try and become, elevate himself to the top dog while tearing someone else down. But of course, he didn't want anyone else to know that. So the moment that, it gets put on him. He has to backtrack and just go and just leaves it. So, and let me just make sure this light's not getting too bright. Now we're good. So, that's my recommendation: is that if you're ever dealing under, if you're under pressure, don't soft shell crab, don't lay down, but also don't fight him. Don't fight him. Fight the illumination on what he's doing. That's the good fight. That's the fight that lets everyone else know that oh, you're still of integrity, and that you still have your backbone, and you're not trying to tear other ones down. You're just trying to get to the core of why he's asking. Or why he's saying this thing. You might then say, what if he's not asking questions? What if he's just saying statements? And I would say, it's the same process. Just question the statement. Why are you saying that? If not, why are you asking that? Why are you saying that? Help me to understand. And then I'll be happy to play with you. Which is not what you say, but it's what's conveyed in your eyes. Hey, if you're good enough to convey a good enough reason, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. But otherwise, get the fuck out of here. So, T comes in saying, okay, thank you. Makes sense. I'll think about that. No problem, my friend. No problem. Oh, T did give us a little more context saying that the vibe of the comments that this guy was saying to him was that I was failing in life and just a loser. Drop out slash disappointment. <laughs> that is aggressive. So, if someone's saying that to me in a social space, just to make it finish it up here a little bit more tactical now that you've given me that. That he's failing, that you're failing life and you're just a loser, drop out disappointment, but he's doing it in a banterish way. So he's not saying any of these things directly, right? Those were all probably coming out in the form of statements, most likely. And I'll just question why these statements are coming out. I would target each one of them, whatever he said. I'd say, why are you saying that? What makes you say that? Always put it back on him. Put the onus of illumination and clarity on him. And then he is forced, and that's. T, this is this is uh, this is death note. This is chess. This is literally psychological chess, in which that if you're not the one forcing the issue and pushing the pressure, you're the one who's on the back foot. It's the same thing in martial arts. It's the same thing in dancing. If you're not leading, you're following. If you're not pressuring, you're the one being pressured. So in a situation like this, you can never allow the other person to feel like they are allowed to pressure you, that they can get momentum in pressuring you. A question straight back at them. Question the statement. Question what they said. Why are you saying that? Why did you ask that? That puts the pressure back on them. It's psychological chess, okay? It's shogi. You're playing shogi with them. Okay. Okay. So, my friends, that's major super chat done. If there was another question, I think W had a question earlier. So if there's a couple of rapid fire questions, I'll hit them up now. Otherwise, we'll hit a summary and we'll wrap it up. But we do have, look who it is. It's the Jelly Donut Man, Edo Skidobo, who comes in to say, how's it going, mate? Yep. On my break, drop again to say hi. Good to have you here, uh, Mr. Jelly Donut. And 
uh, the JDM. And uh, you've missed out on quite an intense session, actually, a royal session of no doubt. However, there's a moment, Ski, that you'll want to see in replay of where uh, I actually started crying. It's rare. It's very rare. The tears are welling up. Okay. W says, you have time for my question. This one doesn't count. I don't know what you mean, W. But what I'm saying is that if you've got, if there are any rapid fire questions, I'll just see if there were. Well, Exil said that he sent the email. Thank you, Exil. Appreciate that. And I was going to get a summary. Oh, Benji had something as well. Benji comes in to say, it's wild to think you know so much to be humbled to show you know very little. It excites me to know there's more to learn. Oh, I think Benji was saying that into reference of how, when I was talking to Jay New about how just today I realized I made a mistake with a girl 11 years ago and that's why I got so tearful, got so emotional about it. So Benji says in reference to that, I think that's when Benji dropped that, saying it's wild to think you know so much to be humble to show you know very little. It excites me to know there's more to learn. Well said, Benji. Well said. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. Okay. And so W did have a small question saying, what are the few things that turns you off in a woman? That's not a small question. (laughs) That's not a small question. Uh, but Schemo, Skido has said here, he has a question, just DM to you, if you have time, lots of context. Let me see the nature of the question, Ski, because we're on the back end of this session and we're kind of wrapping up tight here. So I'll just go, I'll see what your question is, but I can definitely rapid fire W's question. So let me rapid fire W's question. If Ski's question is too intense, we'll save it for next Q&A. Okay. So W's question was, what are the few things that turn you off in a female? Okay, the few things that turn me off in a, fem- in a female, we could be here all day, which is why I say that's not a small question, but I can make it a small question. And what I mean by that is there's one major thing that turns me off in a female that rules all of them. All the small things you can put up with, but there's one thing that turns me off more than anything else in a woman, and it's this, the inability to let go. The inability to trust, to be present, and to let go. If a woman cannot do that, she's not a woman. Or she's stepped out of her womanhood and she's reverted back to girl psychology. If I have done everything to provide and to honor my role as the masculine, to provide the place of electric attraction, heat, saunaful, unbearable heat of attraction, and then on the back end, cooled it all off, with the reassurance that you can trust me and I'll take care of you. And that I've infused all of my presence, the very best of my 50. I've done absolutely everything I can for you. I've given you all the empathy of time. This doesn't have to happen quickly. This can happen over, over nights, over some weeks, depending on the girl's sexual background and abuse and mistreatment. But I've done everything to show her that you can trust. If she still can't let go, she still can't be present with me, she still allows all of her psychological baggage and pre-context trauma to get in the way of what should have been an organic connection between us it's the biggest turnoff i can't i can't do it or can't it's not that i it's not that i can't do it it's not that i can't do it because i don't want to it's because i can't do it because you won't let me 
I've, I've seen this too many times with girls where I've been on the rug. I've been on the rug and it's just been prime. Like in terms of like the heartbeat, the breathing rate, it's just all there. And then just as things start to progress a little bit more, even if it wasn't as a result of a sexual progression, but just at a certain point, she could feel the welling of energy and she, and she just blocked. She put a block in and she just, she, she either doused the flame herself or she, she pulled the plug on the water. She pulled the plug on the lake and she said, oh, I better get going home soon. And I said, hang on, hang on, that's fine. I, I have no problem with that. But just, is there, any, you know, is there anything wrong? Is there anything I can help with? You know, it's just, nah, it's, you know, it's just, you know, just, just me, just me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll never take you beyond the point of your comfort. We can do this again. We can run it again. We'll see what happens. Let's see what the pattern is. Let's re-see the, let's review the pattern. We see the pattern. She always blocks at the same point, yet I don't push any further beyond that. Patrick Starfish, I hope, I'm a client up in Germany. I hope you're listening to this. This is the key discernment between you pushing the sexual pace and making mistakes and you nailing the sexual pace and getting to see who she is. If at a certain point, a woman is not allowed herself to let go of her past psychological trauma, she's allowing all of her past to get in the way of what is now, there's nothing more you can do. There's nothing more a man can do. You can do the very best you can do and just all the switches off, 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 attraction off, comfort off, investment off. Uh, I can't be with you. Like we can, we can catch up for a coffee, I guess. But to be honest, in this situation, you know, we talk about this a lot. We talk about the masculine energy dishonoring his role, you know, pushing the sexual pace too fast, not building the comforting space of trust, not using empathy, not being direct, not being congruent, not being authentic. That's all the issues with the men. The same issues exist on the feminine end. If a woman doesn't honor her role, if a feminine doesn't honor her role, letting go, being present, allowing herself to reflect, to accurately and brutally reflect the behavior and the nature of state of play between you two. If she's not doing those things, that can cause a break in the relationship just as easily as me making a mistake in my masculine. So to your question, W, the few things that turn me off on a female, there's a lot of small things. They don't really matter. The number one things, the number one is, can she honor her feminine role of letting go, reflecting, trusting, allowing the present to be the present. If she can't do that, then we have no future because she won't allow me. It's like, I'm trying to give you everything, but you won't allow me. And you know, you see that, you see that it's, it's quite a, uh, it's not a shame. It's not a disappointment. It's just, it just is. All right. A man of scarcity would say it's a shame. It's a disappointment. This girl couldn't let go of herself. We could have had something special. Nope. No, I don't need her to be anyone else than who she is right now. That's her point of learning. If she has to lose an experience or relationship that what could have been with me now because that's her pain point, that's her pain point. Okay? No attachment. Be free. Schemo then, uh, aka the Jelly Donut Man, comes in saying, actually, no, it's, it's not a small question at all. This is not uh, for this session. Well, let me just see. Let me see this. Let me see what you think is a... Not a small question. Okay, it's quite a few paragraphs, actually. (laughs) Uh, Casual relationship, three months, getting deep, cancelled a few dates, deep conversations. She's happy living her best life. Hate it when people say that. Uh, I know she doesn't want a relationship every day. She's probably with a guy right now. It's on my mind. Any advice? Yeah, this is not for this conversation. Way too deep. Okay. I'll just get the key points and I know Skid, this is not uh, for today's session. So we'll do a summary. However, 
Uh, I will look at this. Either this might be this might be next week's social Q and A. I'll look at some way of redoing this. Don't worry, I'll get you. I'll get you. We'll get this, just not today, okay? Thank you for coming in on your lunch break, though, and uh, taking a break from your jelly donuts as a jelly donut man <laughs> uh, to come in for this live Q and A. Shit. And uh, just just to know that I'm not just fucking with you, I did actually go on JDMExpo.com and I did check out some of the uh, uh, Lancer Evo 3s from 1991, you know, gas gas fueled, roughly 90,000 Ks, roughly 38,000 US. Don't worry, I did look in. I didn't just think you were liking jelly donuts, okay? Okay, but I'm not a fan of how they're fueled by gas. I'm also not a fan of how they're all manual because, <laughs> of course, I would have to learn manual. Okay. So let's wrap up this session, my friends. We've had a lot of awesome social Q&A in the open Q&A. Thank you to Takumi for his open Q&A question. Uh, thank you to Jay New for his super chat. Thank you for Skeet for coming with some energy. And thank you for W as well for a pretty good question on the few things that turn me off in a female. That's not a bad one because we've got some uh, deeper level shit there. But most importantly, I want to thank our Royal X. I want to thank X for the context of this story of something so deep in which that we finally entered a point in which you got me to cry at the end. That's pretty intense. That doesn't happen very often. It's happened like twice in 65 episodes, maybe. Maybe, might even more than that, okay? So that's when it's really important. And and it's X, like the final sentiment that I have for you is that I already gave it to you before, but just in the wrapping here is that, listen, your your financial worth and your status as a royal family member doesn't mean shit in relation to your social dynamics towards a feminine being, right? If anything, you should look at it as a handicap, not an advantage. You should do away with your financial stimulus, with your social status, social status stimulus. Let me say that again. That's a lot of S's. You should do away with your social status stimulus and just learn to be with her, not with this girl because we've discussed that, but learn to be with a woman for, being, for the sake of being with a woman. You need to do... You need to do away with your royal status and come into human status. Come into young boy evolving into manhood psychology status. That this is my primary surface in life now. My primary surface is not to be uh, leveraging what was already endowed to me. My primary status in life is to create and evolve through pain, through lessons of growth, to become someone that could guide someone else. You're 18, but you're ready for this discussion. I will not have you coming back to me with DMs and with emails operating at your same level of evolution. The next time you message me, the next time you email me, you better have evolved. And so don't come back to me until you've done the work. Don't come back to me until you've had that conversation that made me cry. Don't come back to me until you've gone out there and you've learned to interact with hundreds and thousands of other different people and learn about yourself in this way and do away of your royal status and learn what it means to be a human being that evolves through social dynamics into a fully developed temple of purpose, physical, mental, and social development. You do those things, then you come back to me. And of course, that's not a final point. That's not a, ah, I'm done, Adam. Now I can speak to you. No. When you start to make checkpoints up the mountain, you start to feel like, okay, I've done a month work here. I've done three months work here. I've done some growth. I've actually got some tangible result of making changes. Then you can hear me back. And then I want to know. That's what I want to know. But I always say to the people who email in, DM in, for these uh, social Q&As, don't come back to me so quickly. It's like, if I invested four hours of my time to help you out here and I don't even know you, then I expect you to invest way more in your own life and to create real change in your life. 
It's what it is. So I thank you all for coming into the session. Just before you run out, if you could drop a thumbs up on this video down below, just make sure you support the channel. It's most appreciated. And uh, Ski said, I look forward to my breaks on Mondays for this. With a nice little leaf symbol. Don't mind that. Thanks for coming in, Ski. W comes in saying, damn, this is really interesting. It makes me rethink on things if I should let on if I should let things. Thank you. Let things go. Thank you. Yes, W. Thank you, W, for that question. So, guys, this is episode five of season 12. I'll see you next week for episode six. And I think we've already got our topic for next week. We'll see. I'll have to get into Ski's message. But, yeah, this is an absolute time. And thank you for all your presence across these intense sessions. I look forward to more learning. T comes in saying in the capitals, Yosh, teriyaki boys out. <laughs> and Exil says, nice episode, man. Yoshi. Uh, gozaimashita. Most appreciated. It's Marigato, and I wish you guys the absolute best in your lives. Let's wrap it up. Much peace and much joy. Ja. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session, for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours. And hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit, <laughs> get excited by that. So before you run off, let me just hear you with a couple of reminders. If you haven't signed up to the Bowl Sip weekly email, it's free, bowldojo.com. Keep you updated over there. The best place to connect with me outside of these YouTube live sessions and podcasts is actually on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I tang one. You guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So, Tang one on Instagram. I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com. Listen, guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session, truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.